You're listening to The Tales We Tell, a podcast about spooky stories, unsolved mysteries, and local lore. I'm your host, Hannah Parch. And I'm Katie. Welcome back. Uh, How's your week been, Katie? (laughs) Oh, a nightmare and then not a nightmare. Uh, Anyway, people need to not yell at other people. Yeah, it's really fun being back at work. I know. I was finally able. We're slowly, fa- you know, phasing back into going into our office. It's mm-hmm. just me and one other person there, so we're kind of taking turns. Yeah. And yesterday was my first day back in the office, which I'm super excited about because I'm way more productive than working from home. Yes. Um, and this psycho lady totally ruined it mm. for me. It was it was sad. Wah, wah. People are the worst. Well, my doctor came in this morning. My doctor, my boss, <laughs> uh, the doctor I work for. Doctor um, boss. <laughs> doctor boss. He came in and like, we're always, there's like six of us in the office and we're always like telling stupid stories and whatever. And this morning we were talking about the new Top Gun movie that we're all apparently very excited about. <laughs> and um, he came in and I was like, oh, oops, we should have been working. And he was like, it warmed my heart to hear everyone laughing when I came in. <laughs> with all of us there for like two months that's so sweet i know i was like well good because we're goofing off (sighs) okay um i was gonna ask you what we're drinking today but i bought it um and i don't know if i told you apothic red apothic red i can read labels oh good (laughs) it's my favorite wine also it's one of the only ones that the walmart near my office carries that i like and i've been on a red wine kick lately so. Because it's gotten cold again. It has. Yep. I and I deal with that one. I don't know. I, once I get into a good red, then I'm. that's all I want to drink. Also, I knew I wasn't going to have time to chill a white wine between when I got home and when you came over. So it's also practical. Um, okay. So last week we talked about... Uh, the hoof prints. The, hoof, <laughs> the, the devil's, the devil's footprints. footprints. There we go. <laughs> I was like... Trying to side-eye for the board, and I realized I took it down. The Oops. the balloon with manacles, because yes, none of that sentence is ridiculous in any way. Yes. Also, I saw some hoof prints, like, the week after we recorded that. I went walking. I've been looking for a good park. By the way, I found one. Remind me to tell you about it. It's not a park so much as, like, I'm convinced it's, like, a 10-mile trail with water on either side of it. It's beautiful. And I took Kelly to try and tire her out because that's my life goal now. And um, I found some random cloven hoof prints. I'm pretty sure it's from a deer, but I was was still deer. Totally. Mm, Whatever. Um, Okay. I'm going to plug our socials so we don't forget about it. I'm holding our um, business card because I can't remember our socials. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook. Um, Instagram's the one we use the most. Twitter and Facebook are just going to be exactly what we post on Instagram usually. And on Instagram, we are the Tales We Tell podcast. On Twitter, we're at Tales We Tell Pod, and Facebook, we're the Tales We Tell podcast. So go follow us on all of those. And feel free to slide into our DMs, yeah. as the kids say on the uh, on the Insta. Mm-hmm. We love hearing from y'all. We really do. Um, I heard from someone. Maybe oh, it was um, it was never mind. <laughs> it was from a shout out that we did, and she was thanking us, and then we had a conversation, and we talked about the dollop and all sorts of stuff. 
anyways. Like I said, we love hearing from y'all. We do. Please <laughs> message us. Um, okay. This week, I thought we would cover an urban legend, and I'm interested if you're familiar with it. I am interested <laughs> if I am, too. Okay. So, I... Sorry, I'm trying to be conscious of that sound now. I remember hearing this story at some point during my adolescence. I think it was probably in middle school, like the early early 2000s when, like, email chains were going around and every, like, your mom sent you, you know, your, your aunt or your whoever the elderly woman in your Send life this is. to 10 more people mm-hmm. and you'll be rich. If yeah. not, you'll and get when you, cursed for 12 years. When you get it, you have to scroll way down because it's been forwarded to like 25 people before you. I do not miss those days. <laughs> um, so this particular story goes something like this. I took a little, I took some liberties, but I wanted to give us a feel of how it goes. Okay. A man goes to Las Vegas on a business trip and checks into a fairly decent hotel. Sounds more like a riddle. (laughs) It's not. It might be. Uh, Wait till the end. He gets to his room. He starts to unpack. But as he settles in, he begins to notice a foul smell in the room. He looks everywhere, but he can't find the source. He is mildly annoyed, but decides since he'll be in meetings all weekend, it's not that big of a deal. And he shrugs it off and goes to bed. But the next day, after he returns from all of his morning seminars, the smell in his room is even stronger and more offensive. So he calls the front desk to complain and decides to ask for a new a new room, even though he wasn't going to. But the hotel staff tell him that all the rooms are booked for the weekend. They offer, however, to send the maid service while he's out that afternoon, and he says, sure. So uh, after all of his meetings, he comes back, to the front desk to make sure that they cleaned. And uh, not only did they clean the room, they said that they changed all the bedding, they shampooed the carpets, like they went all out for this guy. Awesome. Yes, so he's very relieved. He goes up to his room, he's ready to go to bed, he's tired. Like business meetings, I assume, are terrible. I've never been on a business trip. Seeing as how I've been on 8,000 <laughs> Zoom calls and meetings, I already have a lot of meetings as is, but I'm having more and more meetings. We're having. Uh, pre-meeting call meetings to talk about what we're going to talk oh, about gosh. on the next planning meeting to plan the work that we're going to do. <laughs> it's terrible, but at least so far it's not really been on the weekends, which apparently this guy was there for a weekend, a weekend business thing. <laughs> All right. Shady All right. point number one. <laughs> so he's ready to go to bed. He's relieved that they took care of this situation. He goes up to his room. When he opens the door, he is hit with the same putrid odor as before. Well, when he asked if they cleaned, did he ask if the maids noticed the smell themselves? I don't know. It's Hmm. an urban legend. (laughs) (laughs) So he's super frustrated. He starts growing angry and he begins to tear the room apart, determined to find the source of the smell himself. After he strips off the fresh sheets from the bed that they put on there, he flips the mattress in a rage, and he almost passes out at what he finds. Underneath his mattress, crammed into the hollow space of the bed frame, is a rotting human corpse. Sounds like something off of American history, or American horror story. It does. (laughs) Also American history story, my second favorite. Uh, (laughs) That's the end of it. (laughs) So... 
So I get no resolution whatsoever? Just the resolution is that he found the smell and it was a dead body? Oh, we'll get into resolutions. Okay, <laughs> I was like, this is the shortest podcast ever. <laughs> yeah. Left wanting more. You're like, we still have most of our wine left. Um, okay, so obviously this tale is meant to play on our fear of probably dead bodies, but also I think of... And the creepiness of hotel rooms and who's been in there before you. Yes. And then also, I feel like we've talked about this theme before a lot of, like, having your safe space violated by something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which it does. Uh, but Whether it's hoof prints outside your oh window gosh. or people breaking into your home. Yeah, leading from your window. Ugh, gross. <laughs> Okay, but my opinion about the story that the most disturbing, creepiest part about this is that it's true. Not just true. I found at least 12 actual instances of this happening, plus one additional bonus incident, and I'm going to tell you all about them. We're all staying in more these days, which is why it's the perfect time to try Hunt a Killer. You can only watch TV and deep clean your house so many times, and this murder mystery game is the best way to switch things up. With each delivery, you'll sift through piles of documents, evidence, audio recordings, and case files, eliminating suspects and identifying murder weapons until you crack the case and catch the killer. It's like an escape room delivered right to your door. And if you prefer to work alone, or if you're self-quarantining alone, Hunt a Killer is designed so that you can play your own way and at your own pace, whether it's just you and your dog, or you bring in your whole crew on video chat. And you can join the spoiler-free community with over 100,000 members to help each other solve different puzzles and talk about true crime. The best part? Part of the proceeds for every box goes to the Cold Case Foundation, an organization dedicated to helping solve real-life cold cases. We just got our first box last week and immediately had the whole thing unpacked and spread across the kitchen table. We were so excited to figure out the murder weapon, but it left us itching for more. We may end up expediting our next box so we don't have to wait another month. Right now, just for our listeners, you can go to huntakiller.com and use code TAILS for 20% off your first box. Again, make sure to use the code TAILS. T-A-L-E-S at checkout for 20% off and to show your support for the podcast. Okay, so <laughs> you start off with, we're going to talk about an urban legend. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently this is not quite an urban legend so much as it is just a news real life story that has unfortunately happened on multiple occasions. Yes. In various locations, I'm sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. And just and do you have the resolution? Because it's a true story, apparently. I mean, that specific incident isn't necessarily like a hundred percent true. Uh-huh. But the whole idea of took some poetic license. With I it, took I a little poetic license. Hmm. But <laughs> lucky for you, I literally have twelve slash thirteen instances I'm about to tell you about. Well, since thirteen is unlucky, we'll just do twelve and a half. I'm calling it the bonus one. Which, fun fact, not really, I spent a good portion of my Sunday because the bonus one is a little different than the other ones, which is why I'm calling it bonus. And I was convinced that there was a documentary on it somewhere or like an episode of Forensic Files or 48 Hours or something. I could not find a streaming service (laughs) that would play it. Um, It's on a show called 
not to give it away, Killer Kids. And I finally was able to get that work, that to work because I downloaded Tubi. That's how desperate I was. <laughs> and the season it was on only had available on Tubi like four episodes and they started right or they ended right before the episode about this one. Uh, so it does actually exist. It's just something you might have to pay for to like rent and watch. I don't even think I found an option to pay for it. Huh. I know. Ugh. Whatever. I'm going to tell you guys about it. Okay. So I'm going in chronological order. In the show notes, I also have numbered the sources to prove that these are all real. And except for two, which I think are like Jane Doe situations... All of them have, like, direct news link sources. And one of them has a picture! Yay! All right. Okay. I can't wait to see what how horrific that is. <laughs> it's it's blurred out, so it's not that bad. Also, I've, I've watched a ton of forensic files. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks, husband, for introducing me to that. Uh, it's our favorite show. Yeah. Um, I've never That's seen a- an episode about this topic. So, like, until you told me you dropped the truth bomb... Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, yeah, no, that sounds totally urban legendy. <laughs> like, oh, I'm with you. I should say the reason I picked this is because I was listening to a podcast. Um, so, stuff you should know with Josh and Chuck, they do mini episodes called Short Stuff, and I was doing some sewing projects, and so I just had it on play. So these are, for, I don't know how they're not super old, um, but it's from a while ago, and they had a Short Stuff on the body under the bed. And so I was like, hmm, I could do a whole podcast on that. And then the listener mail that they read, sorry, back up. I was listening to an episode, unrelated. (laughs) They had a listener mail that referenced this episode to say that their neighbor was the bonus one that I'm going to talk about. Ah. And so then I started looking. So then I went back and listened to the episode. Sorry, I'll draw a diagram for that. It's... Yeah, I need a map. <laughs> okay. My wind down. Sorry. All right. The first one that we have documented is in 1982. I'm also going to start out with the two less least sad ones, if you can imagine. 1982, a man named Gary Smith. He and two of his buddies regularly, regularly ran auto theft scams together. Sounds like stand-up guys. You know. I'm sure you're already feeling terrible about him. Dying. I guess that's why it's the least sad, yeah, because they sad. had it coming, yeah, kind of a thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so one day, his two buddies decide for whatever reason, they don't want to work with him anymore, so they decide to kill him. So they lace his hamburger with cyanide, mm. but they soon got tired of waiting for him to die, so they strangled him. It literally said... Overkill. Waiting for him to be poisoned was tiresome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they happened to be at a motel in North Bergen, New Jersey when this happened. So they just hid his body under the bed or under the mattress and they left. And four days later, after the room had been rented several times, each of the times it was rented, people complained that it smelled bad. Four days later, they found his body rotting underneath the bed. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, the thing that all of these have in common 
is... Is body rotting under the bed well, in a hotel room? That. But people <laughs> complained about the smell, and people stayed in the rooms. Well, and the thing that is still bugging me about the first story mm-hmm. is if they sent people up there to clean it, and, you know, if a, if this hotel room here, this story you just said, mm-hmm. has been, you know, used by other people, it has been cleaned several times. Right. How do the cleaning staff not smell it? Like, is is their nose busted from all the cleaning chemicals and they just can't smell anymore? I, my theory is that... Which, this is just coming from me having worked eight horrible months in a hotel (laughs) and it being the worst job I've ever had. And I wasn't even a cleaning person. I think that they probably could smell it and they were probably like, whatever, I did all the things that I'm supposed to do. I changed sheets, I vacuumed, I cleaned the bathroom, I put all the new stuff there. It's not my job to figure out what stinks in this room. Or maybe they were like, oh, you know, the people that, you know, just left were really stinky, so mm-hmm. I'm going to clean. And by the time they're done cleaning, you know, they've sprayed yeah. smelly chemicals, and maybe they're like, all right, well, it smells fine now. And That's true. Although I will also say from experience, stanky people leave that stink. It, it lingers. It is hard to get rid of it. And I'm very sorry, because I know they don't know that they smell, but... Small exam rooms is what I work in. Masks are actually very helpful right now for me. (laughs) Okay, case number two. 1987, so we're five years later. This is an unidentified man. You're also not going to feel bad about this one. He's in Rosedale, Maryland. He died after... Well, I feel a little bit bad if he was there. Well... I'm just kidding. I've never been to Rosedale, Maryland. I haven't either. I think Maryland's pretty, maybe. Parts of it. I don't know. Um, he died after a balloon of heroin that he had swallowed, one of 34 balloons he had swallowed. How hungry was he? I don't think he's doing heroin the right way. No. (laughs) I mean, I've never done it myself, but from my understanding, that's not how it works. I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think you're supposed to chew the balloons. (laughs) I don't know. Well, okay, anyways, a balloon of heroin burst inside of him, and he died of a drug overdose. And he, I guess, had a partner in crime who was with him when it happened, and he was like, eh. So he hid the body under the bed of the hotel room they were in and checked out. And three days later, other guests nearby complained of the smell, and they finally discovered his body. <laughs> I was going to say, I just don't understand why they're hiding the bodies, but, I mean, these past two have been of the criminal element, so I guess I do, because, Mm -hmm. you know, if they just left the body out to be discovered, they're going to obviously call that person that just checked out and be like, uh, your friend left something. (laughs) Uh, you want to tell us what happened here? Well, I mean, I guess you get, like, three to four days to get away. Yeah, a head start's a head start, I guess. I don't know. Also, it I guess it's safe to say that all of these cases are cases of murder. Or, well, uh, that one. Oh, besides this one, sorry. Yeah. It's not even technically. It's not even really suicide. Just accidental dumb. death. Yeah, from being dumb. Mm-hmm. Although it is a crime That's to hide a dead body. The manner of death versus the cause of cause. death. The manner, homicide, natural, oh, okay. accidental, suicide. suicide. 
And then cause is what actually caused. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I feel like I should have known that already. I also recently learned the differentiation as well. I was going to say, law and order is not doing me justice. (laughs) Kidding. That's a good one. (laughs) Katie's really laughing at that one. I love a good pun. I was going to say, I can tell you've had a bad week so far. (laughs) And I love a bad pun even more. I also want to point out, because you adjusted in your seat and it was very quiet. I have a new seat arrangement. Intentionally. Oh, man. I'm really excited. We're becoming professionals. Sort of. Okay. That was all the not sad ones. Are you ready for the sad ones? Well. (laughs) Because that was only two. Am I ever ready? No, but you agreed to do this podcast with me. That's so. true. Okay. Uh, 1988, Mary Jean de Oliveira. Uh, we're in New York, so I don't know how we're saying that name. She was 29. Her body was found under a bed at the Oceanside Motel in Mineola, New York. At least two people stayed in the room with the body under the bed. One person refused to stay in the room because of the smell, which... I would imagine be that probably person. the last person. Yeah, <laughs> be that person. Um, her autopsy showed that she had been beaten in the head and chest, and the man with whom she had checked in, whose name was Cornelius Walls, who was 49, was arrested for her murder. I think when he was arrested, he had another woman that he had kidnapped. So he was... I don't know why they checked into the hotel together, but he was doing some killing or kidnapping. Yeah, so. sounds not good. Not good. Uh, I'm also immediately like, okay, she said she was 29, nine. and he was 49. That's yes. a 20-year age gap there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they were there as a, uh, you know, I guess significant couple for a romantic getaway. I mean, you never know. Uh, it <laughs> makes me think, okay, either maybe drugs or prostitution or some other thing or maybe he kidnapped her well yeah maybe he kidnapped her although he did check in with her and i think that's how they tracked him down but i don't know um okay numbers four and five go together this is 1989 the two women are deidre smith 27 and marilyn graham 29 there's a murderer on Murderpedia, called Jerry Lee Dunbar. He, I think he only killed these two women. That's all I saw. But he killed both of them by strangulation in May and June of 1989 in Virginia. Whew. Yeah. I was about to ask, do we know when in 1989? Oh. Because <laughs> if this happened, like, on or near my birthday, then obviously I'm the reincarnation of oh. one of these women. Oh, that's why you like to lay <laughs> under beds. Wait, that's the only way you sleep? You don't sleep on them, you sleep in or under them, right? Yeah. That's how normal humans... Mm-hmm. Am I... I feel like I'm understanding a lot of your husband's frustration. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Uh, okay, seriously, though. Uh, Deirdre was killed and then kept under Dunbar's bed for three to four weeks... Before he hid her body in the crawl space under the floor and left the motel, like checked out and left. 
Yes. For a minute, I wasn't entirely sure that it was still a hotel motel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, because you said the three to four weeks thing. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm just thinking about, and this is in Virginia, you said. Yes. In the early midsummer. Yes. It gets hot in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also the rate of decomp for bodies. Uh-huh. I would not want to move one that's been there for a month. Just. Yeah. Ugh. A lot of sloughing happening. Yeah, the uh, the bloatiness, the release of bowels and other things, yeah. and just the, the decaying everything and the insect activity that's going on. Yeah. Maybe he kept the room really cold. Maybe he just turned the air down. Maybe. Really. <laughs> but that only slows it so much. And if it's a motel, you know it's not insect-free either. So. Ugh. Ew. Ugh. Okay, gross. <laughs> um, well, the other woman, Marilyn Graham, was found under a bed at the Alexandria Econo Lodge. Um, so he uh, classed up his game a little bit sure from did. that no-tell motel. Yep. Uh, and I guess he just... I don't know why he changed the the way he did it and didn't leave her there for several weeks. But uh, both... Maybe he learned his lesson. <laughs> take you four weeks to learn that lesson though maybe a day maybe he was busy i don't know uh both of them were discovered because of the smell so again if we're learning anything from this it's that if you leave a body under or in a bed unattended it will start to smell to the point where other people will notice fairly quickly i really hope that's not the only lesson here Oh, uh, no, 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 no. I definitely... I think one of the other lessons should be don't Hold kill on. people and leave their bodies in the hotel. <laughs> yes. Um, although, you know, I said to Jarek this morning, so I was telling no, him about although. it. <laughs> no, no, although. That's that's a hard and fast rule right there. Don't told, do it. I told him about this episode, and he was like, oh, do we need to check under our bed every night? And I was like, no, because we... I was like, we have, we don't have like a platform bed or whatever. And then I started thinking. That's your reason why you don't need to? I started thinking and I was like, actually, when we put together our box spring, that thing is hollow. It's just a metal frame covered in fabric that has a zipper that someone could totally open up and shove a body in there. Also, it's, it's y'all here. You don't have roommates. So Unless one of you is murdering people and bringing them back here and hiding them under y'all's bed, that would mean that somebody else is just coming into your house, crawling under your bed or climbing up Mm. into your box spring to die. So I really don't think that either of those scenarios are likely and that you uh, really probably don't need to worry about checking under the bed for dead bodies. Well, we do have a Kelly that lives here. Who tried to attack both of us when you came over. Well, she's gonna way say. smarter than hiding under a bed. Her thing. <laughs> she would she's bury gonna, them in the yard. <laughs> she's going to bury them in the yard. She's already dug the holes. Uh, also, still have a poltergeist. Pretty sure. Also, I've never seen what's in that attic. So, and I feel like... You probably don't need to. I am going to do a podcast one day about someone living in your attic. I'm sorry I keep putting my wine glass down so hard. 
We'll do a bonus episode one day or something of Adventures of Hannah's Attic. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Maybe not in the summer. Maybe we'll we'll cycle that one back around for the colder months because it'll be hot up there. I assume. Although, that means I'd smell the... Okay, I'm going to stop. And also stop with the aldos. <laughs> Although, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, number six is 1994. Josefina Martinez was 24. She was found at a traveler's hotel near the Miami International Airport. Um, her body was found under the bed after a German tourist complained of the smell in the room. And that was a common, weirdly common thing in some of these stories with the, was that a German guest stayed in the room. I guess their olfactory senses are better. Or they don't take any shit and um, they're like... I like that one. Hey, this room smells awful. Yeah, I'm not staying here. Yeah. They were like, uh, this is a, a Motel 6. This room <laughs> should smell better. <laughs> Whereas us Americans are like, hey, this Motel 6 is $39 a night. <laughs> I will take it. How can I say that? Yeah. Uh, her death, Josephina's death, was unclassified at the time of the news report that I found. But police had at least one suspect. So, again, you, I'm assuming she didn't crawl under the bed and die. She was probably killed in place there. So, so yeah, it sounds like a homicide. Sounds like a homicide. Uh, okay, also in 1994, also in Florida. Uh <laughs> I'm actually a little bit surprised that all of these aren't in Florida. That's true. Um, I think this is the last... Oh, no, the bonus one is in Florida, too. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, This was Brian Gregory. He was 47. He was found at the Villa Venice Motel in Fort Lauderdale. His body was found wrapped in plastic, so they did try, under a mattress after the housekeeper... Oh. noticed a foul odor coming from the room. So the Villa Venice Motel has it going on. So, yeah, they, they're they hiring quality housekeeping quality staff. Quality housekeeping staff, yeah. Or they're, like, treating her well, and she feels like it's her job to, like, she respects her employers. That was not the case. That was my guess, is that hotel employees get treated terrible, and so they don't. Well, I think also it's kind of a typical rule that if you smell something and it smells foul and rancid, you do say something. Unless you're in a room with people and the smell wasn't there a minute ago and now it is. It probably was somebody who farted and you just don't want to call them out on it. I feel like a fart and a dead body smell different, though. But I'm not the scientist, so... I don't know. You haven't smelled some of my husband's farts. Oh, hi. Have you met my husband? (laughs) Also my dog. (laughs) Literally the worst parts ever. Um, okay. So the hotel staff had noted, this is good job Villa Venice Motel, because their hotel staff is just, like, doing all the things. The staff had noticed that his friend, so this guy, Brian, checked into the room, his friend Dennis Ray Watts, who I think was only, like, 27, again, big age gap, had come to visit him or stay with him or something, And the staff had noticed that he had been doing a lot of laundry in the days before Gregory's disappearance slash body was discovered. So I'm pretty sure Dennis killed him. Um, You'll have to go read the article. It's number seven. Uh, (laughs) 
What am I doing all this work for you? I had 12 of these to find, okay? Um, But yeah, so he killed him for whatever reason, wrapped his body in plastic, and then the housekeeper noticed the smell and the hotel staff got their detective hats on and were like, which that is something I would have done at the hotel I worked at. I would have been like, okay, well, that guest was really sketchy and this guy was like a, a dick when he checked in and, you know. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to rag on that job but it was terrible don't work at hotels if you can help it (laughs) uh number eight 1996 is another jane doe this was colorado boulevard travel lodge in pasadena california she was discovered under a mattress 10 days after she died and this one it wasn't clear if other people had stayed in the room and just it said that there were complaints of a smell from guests that were staying in nearby rooms so I'm thinking whoever killed her maybe put the do not disturb sign on the door. I don't know if he paid for 10 days of the room. I guess he must have. I don't right? know. Because if he hadn't, if he had checked out, then they yeah. would have come and cleaned it. Or maybe he just left and never checked out. Well, if know. he... I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> okay, 1999. I don't know how to scam that, like leave and then cancel the credit card that you registered with the hotel so they can't charge it anymore. I don't know. I don't think you can do that cuz we put a hold on that when you like mm. See, I'm not I'm not a fraudster. <laughs> That's yeah. I don't I don't know how to scam. I'm not a con artist. No. Too bad. Yeah. Just a scientist. <laughs> Okay, uh, 1999, Saul Hernandez was 64, found in room 112 at the Burgundy Motor Inn in Atlantic City. So don't stay there. I'm also noticing a theme that most of these are like travel. Like motels rather than hotels. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of them are are (laughs) definitely motels, but also a lot of them have like traveler's rest or uh, something about Basically for drifters. Yeah, and you like find people it on who the are side just, of the road. You know, truck drivers passing through need a place for the night. Yep. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's all of this. <laughs> uh, she, he, sorry, was found stabbed to death, and he was found by housekeeping underneath the mattress. And the guests who were staying in his room were complaining of the smell. <laughs> so, again, just people staying in rooms with dead bodies under the mattress. Okay, so something else that's kind of been, like, nagging at me through Mm -hmm. this is the guests that are staying in the room Mm -hmm. and complaining of the smell and, oh, that's what it is? I've been sleeping on top (laughs) of a rotting human corpse? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even want to go into the kind of therapy they need for that. Yeah. (laughs) But... Also, how do you, like, as a hotel or as a business, how do you comp that? Like, I mean, I know that's not, like, the hotel's fault kind of a thing, but, Ooh. you know, when you're, you're, you're opening story in a nice Vegas hotel, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, you know, we'll send housekeeping up there, they'll clean everything, they shampooed the carpets, blah, 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 and yeah. I, the whole time I'm thinking, like, and they sent up some room service, or they comped a meal or yeah. something, like, they threw in a little extra something, because, you know, hotels do that, mm-hmm. you know, usually like a complimentary, sorry for the inconvenience, let's yeah. go, you know, like one step above and beyond. Right. You don't 
have much of those options at Econo yeah. Lodges, or I guess more so the, the no-tell motels. Yeah. And they're like, we'll save you a bagel in the morning. <laughs> you get the first bit of coffee, uh-huh. and it'll be fresh coffee, not three-day-old coffee that you just fresh, reheated. fresh, we mean from last night. <laughs> yeah, you're probably not getting a lot of, um, like, complimentary... Yeah. Sorry for the dead body. Yeah, I think thing. best they can do is refund you. Yeah, you, I mean you can and get your thirty nine. You can get your thirty nine ninety nine back. Give you directions to the the next nearest motel or no tell uh, motel. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, uh, so the next one to John Doe in two thousand three at the Capri Motel in Kansas City, Missouri. Guest, a guest spent three nights in the room with the smell before the body was discovered. And this body, they did specify, was in advanced stages of decomposition. So. And yet he was there for three Three nights. Days. I really three think nights. people are just like, this is, this must just be how motels smell. Right? I mean, they always do smell a good bit, like, musty. But to me, I mean, I haven't stayed in a lot of, like, motels, mm-hmm. but definitely cheap, cheap hotels. Mm-hmm. To me, they always smell a little bit more mildewy than anything. Yeah. I guess because it's mostly been, you know, southern area places, and they always have the AC on Arctic setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, to so preserve they, the body. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so the humidity, condensation in the room, mildewy, yeah. grossness. Yeah, gross. But also, mildew and mold smell different than... Rotting corpses, yeah. I imagine, because I haven't been to the body farm. Oh my gosh, that was going to be my question. I was um, going to ask, does a decomposing human body smell different than, like, a squirrel that dies in your chimney that you smell f- until someone can come get it out? I don't know, but that is probably something um, that is, you know, really explained or uh, recorded in detail at the body farm. Katie, you're the scientist on the show. I haven't been to the body oh farm. Stop Where shaming me for me. Uh, Tennessee, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, I believe it's at the University of Tennessee. Oh. My, uh, my mother, actually, when she was in school there, took a class from the professor oh my who gosh. runs the... You... No. I didn't... thought you were going to say took you to the body I just told you. I know, you. I know. I remember. That's my, that's my private shame that we've now made public. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, she took a class with uh, f- from the the professor who uh, mm-hmm. runs the body farm. Can regular people just go visit it? I don't know that, and I actually kind of think there might be more than one. Ooh. Um, well, because you know, a body decomposing just like out in the open in Tennessee is going to uh, be different than one in the mountains of Colorado. That's kind of true. a thing. You know, you're going to have different insect activity. You're going to have uh, the different decomposition rates based mm-hmm. on, you know, there's the altitude thing and the temperature fluctuations, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to look into this. I also really like forensic anthropology. <laughs> I am realizing as I'm running through this in my head that I am actually might be terrified to go up to a body farm, but I still want to see if it's a possibility. Because that could be a road trip. That could be like a... I think it should absolutely be a Tales We Tell road trip if it's possible, but I have a feeling it's only really open to uh, researchers. Scientists? <laughs> researchers. Scientists is what I heard. Katie's a scientist. Perfect. <laughs> Okay, stay tuned for that. Um, 2010, 
Sunny Millbrook was 28. This one was really sad. She was a mother of... Well, with a name like Sunny, it starts out so cheery. Um, I don't know how many kids she had, but she was a mother who went missing. She was found in room 222 at the Budget Inn in Memphis, Tennessee, and it turns out she had been strangled by her boyfriend, and he was also the father of her children, so, like, real class act. Um, that room had been rented five times since her body was put under the bed. So budget in, in Memphis, Tennessee is not doing great. Um, okay. And then the last hotel Memphis, one, Tennessee is not doing great <laughs> in general. <laughs> Uh, 2016, this is the one that I have a picture for, which I will try to put on Instagram. Uh, a hotel in Chonburi, Thailand, um, a, again, I'm just going to point out a high class upstanding, uh, room service or room. What am I thinking of? Maid service. Good grief. It's, I promise I've not, this is my first glass of wine. Um, the maid at this hotel noticed blood oozing from underneath the bed along with a foul smell. So she changed the sheets and left. I'm kidding. She, she alerted someone. <laughs> Uh, and well, I mean, at that point, though, you know, if you're in Thailand, anyone mm-hmm. who's ever been there, mm-hmm. uh, if you're in a hotel and you smell a foul smell, mm-hmm. in this instance, it's probably more so durian fruit than a Ew. dead, rotting corpse. Because the durian fruit mm-hmm. is one of those you either hate it or you love it. There's no in-between. It's the really stanky fruit. And that's the real stanky one. Oh. And it, I've tried it when we were there, and it was gross. <laughs> oh, even when I, like, held my nose so I couldn't smell it, you know, because, uh-huh. you know, smell and taste are mm-hmm. so closely tied. Uh, I couldn't do it. I, I actually spit it back out, and there's not much that I will actually do that with. So, uh, is the theory here that maybe someone left a f- piece of that fruit under the bed? Well, <laughs> the durian fruit doesn't bleed. Uh-huh. Uh, so, probably not that. I'm just saying that in our hotels uh, that we stayed in, someone they had was- signs in the elevators <gasps> and in the lobby that said... No durian fruit. Like oh. A little picture. <laughs> says, thought, watch out for oozing bodies I thought it bed. was going to no. say, like, if you smell something bad, it's just no. this fruit. No. The hotel specifically will not allow you to bring durian mm. into the hotel and the okay. rooms because it has such a foul, offensive mm. odor. And it lingers. So. so what if this maid was, like, cleaning the room and she's like, damn it, someone brought the daggum fruit into this room like they weren't supposed to and then oops. i mean if had she not seen the oozing blood she may have Ooh. thought it was durian that's true because again i don't know exactly what a rotting human corpse smells like but i know what durian smells like and i'm gonna go ahead and say they smell the same oh okay good heard it here first <laughs> from the scientist uh i also have to throw this in just because i can't not do it um as our listeners may or may not know one of my favorite podcasts if not my favorite podcast is and that's why we drink and i have to say that this is very similar to the way that christine found the lemon she's staying in a hotel and she found a little petrified fruit under her bed it could this could be our lemon you know i have to go out of town for a lot of meetings these days 
Perfect. And, you know, before you're packing up, you're ready to leave, you want to make sure you don't forget your phone charger Mm -hmm. or something, and you always, like, check under the bed to make sure, you know, a sock or something hasn't gotten knocked under there. Mm -hmm. But I've noticed that, like, all the bed frames, there's no open space. It's just, like, a solid metal box. Uh And I've always been comforted by that because that means I'm not going to forget anything that gets kicked under there. Yep. I'm no longer comforted because now that's just, like, a nice big metal... It's a big old coffin. coffin. Jinx. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a glass of wine. <sighs> well, good thing we're at my house. Um, okay, so this particular case, the woman was named Im Fong Kong Song, which I hope I'm saying that name right. Um, and there's a whole other story. Like, just read the article. Two teenagers <laughs> killed her. It's a whole convoluted thing. I don't even know. Um, but these two teenagers, I think they were like 16 and 14. And they were arrested and charged with her murder. So, great. Um, Thai prisons aren't fun. Never been. <laughs> I've seen uh, arrested abroad. And okay. uh, we, yeah, we watch, of course, my husband decided that the best thing to do before going to Thailand uh, oh. was to watch the episode of Locked Up Abroad about the woman who got arrested oh, and, and incarcerated it's, in Thailand. So I'm he like, was trying oh, to good. discourage yeah. you from doing any bad things. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel bad that I'm laughing so much during this. This is all terrible. Um, especially the last... I feel like it's the only way we can get through some of this it stuff, is. though. Um... Okay, the last story. This is the one. Is this our last story or our bonus story? Sorry, this is our bonus story. We hit 12. Um, Infam was number 12. So this is bonus number 13. This is the one that I spent a good portion of my Sunday trying to find a documentary on. If you know of one that is available to stream or to rent, someone let me know. I don't know why I want to watch a documentary on this kid, but I do. So, uh, this was in 19... 98 and this is Joshua Phillips who's 14 at the time he well you know let me I'm gonna start from the beginning sorry I wrote this down backwards okay 1998 Maddie Clifton is an eight-year-old little girl living in I didn't write down the name of where they lived I think Florida I think it's also in Florida Um, Florida's all the same, right? It's not like there's, you know, any difference. (laughs) I'm saying this very sarcastically because parts of Florida are very, very other worlds. Oh, I didn't know that. I've been to Florida once and I was 10, so I don't remember. All I remember is there were... You don't need to go back. Okay, I'm not going to. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, So Maddie's eight. She goes missing on November 3rd. Over 400 volunteers, including this kid Joshua Phillips we're about to talk about, like come together to help look for her. A week after her disappearance, Josh's mom was cleaning his room and she thought his waterbed was leaking. And it wasn't leaking. Uh, Something else was leaking. Something was leaking. Uh, She discovered the body of Maddie Clifton stashed in the hollow base of his waterbed. So she, like any sane person, alerted the police. Her son was arrested. Um, Josh confessed that on the day of Maddie's disappearance, she had asked him to play baseball with her. He had agreed. I guess they knew each other. I think they lived right across the street from each other. Yeah, I would imagine they were neighbors, especially if he was part of the volunteer search effort. Yes. 
Um, so he agreed. He's playing baseball with her. But sometime during the game, I think he hits the ball uh, with a bat and it hits Maddie in the eye. And she starts to freak out and she starts to scream. Well, Josh panicked because his father, turns out, was a violent alcoholic who was, like, super strict. And he knew he would just, like, flip out if he came home in the middle of all this. So he takes Maddie upstairs to his room. This is where I stopped feeling bad for him. Strangles her for 15 minutes with a foam cord. And then hit her again with a baseball bat before stuffing her body into the base of his bed. And then later, so he does that. His dad comes home. He goes downstairs, acts like everything's normal. Later, he's back in his room, starts hearing Maddie moaning under his bed, moves the water part, I guess, out of the bed, and stabs her 11 times to kill her. Okay, so a wild ride. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. And the whole time I was kind of back and forth. Like, okay, when you said the mom, like a sane person, Mm -hmm. alerted the police, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, you know... She he probably has displayed some very like worrisome questionable yeah. tendencies and that's why she was like, Oh <laughs> like this kid needs police, like I know he's my son, but Yeah, need, you don't that's we not, need the police here. Yeah. And then, you know, you're telling the story about like, oh well, you know, they were just out playing baseball and I'm like, Oh, you know, I it, maybe he didn't have, like, issues. Maybe, yeah. you know, he hit her in the head with the baseball and it killed her or mm-hmm. something. And he freaked out because he was a kid and right. he didn't know what to do, so he hit her. Right. Like, okay, that makes sense. Maybe he's not messed up. But then the whole description of the killing yeah. and then the additional killing. Yep. 100% totally intentional and... Yep. Yeah, no. Yeah. I know. You want to feel bad for him, and then you find out what happens. And Also, he presumably slept in his bed over her body for, like, a week. So, um, he's in jail forever, I think. He couldn't get the death penalty because he was under 16 when it happened, but he is in jail for life, I'm pretty sure. So. Also, I want to apologize. I guess Jarek's doing dishes or something is happening. I'm hearing a lot of noise. Yeah. I, they probably can't hear it. On okay. Thing. So I'm think also he... thinking, too, I'm like, well, you know, if his father was that bad, maybe he's actually better. Yeah. No, I can't, I can't even finish I know. Sentence. It's one of those things where you're like, well, maybe the bully, like, I don't know, like, had a bad home life and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, probably. But also, she was still alive later that night and he stabbed her to death, so... Yeah. I mean, we could go into the whole nature versus nurture thing of, you know, maybe the abuse caused him to, yeah, you know, go awry. Or maybe he was just born with some wires loose. Yeah. And the abuse just kind of exacerbated it. Chris. Yay! Happy times! All right! <laughs> Ending on a happy note. We did it! Yeah, because that's all I have. Um, my main sources were Snopes. Uh, they did a good, uh, little roundup of everything. Um, and then there's a, there's a whole Wikipedia page on Josh Phillips. Also some documentaries somewhere out there. Anybody need a top off? <laughs> <laughs> We're almost done. Trying to wrap right. it up here. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> all right. Kelly. Trying to get her to not yank the cord. Oh, so, you know, we go back.
Alright, where do we want to rewind it to? to... Um, uh, you were talking about your sources. Yes. My main sources for this were Snopes. They did a good roundup of all of these. And um, there's a Wikipedia page on Josh Phillips. And also probably a documentary somewhere. Uh, <laughs> there's one I found a whole IMDB page for. And it's it's you just can't find it. Um, and if there's any Forensic Files episodes out there that has one of these stories, please tell me. I have got to see it. Yes. Yeah, I should have looked up those. Sorry. Oops. Um, like I said, check out all those Hannah, sources. You need to do I know. better at your job that no one pays you for. <laughs> I know. No one pays me for this. Um, go look at all of my sources if you want uh, more information on any of those horrible, unfortunate people. And maybe check your box spring tonight. Or, I don't know. When you go to... Okay, how about this? If you go... If you stay at a motel with an M, check... Okay. (laughs) No, I understand that that is not a financial option for everyone. Correct. Although, try Airbnb. That's cheaper. Although, higher chance... I was about to say, I feel like we might be running a higher risk of uh, shadiness happening. All right. I mean, you might not find a body under the mattress. You might become Become the body under the the mattress. Okay. Listen. Um, Slide into our DMs. We'll make up the (laughs) difference between a hotel and a motel if you can't afford it. But at the very least, check under the bed. If you smell something, say something. Definitely. (gasps) Shirt idea. If you you smell something, (laughs) say something. Um, And also, say something before you scar yourself for life by looking under the bed. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And don't sleep there if it smells weird. Yeah. Unless it's just musty. Be like the Germans. Yes, and if anyone has connections to the body farm and can let us know. Oh, yeah. We would like two visitors' passes to the body farm, please. Yes, please. Um... Also, when you started, you know, you talked about how it was an urban legend, but yes. a true thing. Uh, a, it was a story that I'd never heard. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I'd, huh. I'd never heard of, you know, bodies, bodies under mattresses at hotels. You should check your email more. <laughs> <laughs> check that spam folder. Um, check that AOL account. That's so I, I thought that one was really cool, and now it's also more terrifying that... <laughs> Not only is it real, there are at least 12 documented cases of bodies under beds in hotels yep. slash motels. Maybe one in your state. Yeah. I mean, and there might even be more that we don't, we didn't find. Probably. Yeah. I literally just went from the Snopes ones. It was Snopes and then there's a site called liveabout.com. Um... And they basically were the same stories, but I just compiled all those and found the sources. Um, yeah. And then, like I said, Joshua Phillips I heard about on a listener story. So, if you have someone who killed a child and kept their body under their bed, let us know about it. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that dark. <laughs> I was thinking if you've heard either the urban legend and you're now like, oh my god, that was real. Yes. Um, or if you've heard any of the other true instances of these stories and either you have more details or 
you have stories that we didn't cover. Yes. Or send them our way. if you have more urban legends that you know are true. Because I'm oh, into yeah. that stuff. Oh, yeah. I like to just make it hard to sleep and... I got these new headphones that I can, they're like in a headband, so you can you can just lay down, and last night, I, Jared fell asleep before me, and he snores, and I put on a podcast. I put on Lore, because I feel like he's got a really soothing <laughs> oh, voice. Oh, yeah. He definitely has a, like, lull you to sleep yep. with uh, spooky bedtime stories. Yep. Voice. I'm pretty sure there was an episode, too, that was about, like, horrifying, I think it was about terrifying songs. It was called, like, The, the Devil's Rhythm. I don't know, lulled me right to sleep. I was whew, very <laughs> calm. So, um, yeah, anyways, that's it. Um, As I was, always, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Follow us, um, like, and subscribe, and rate. Leave us any ratings you can anywhere, please. We need those. Help us climb the charts. I was about to say, no, it's not a cute face you made. <laughs> um, yeah, so thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. 